Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship today. It's great to be with you all once again here in God's house to worship him and to receive from him the very gifts of his word and sacrament that he has planned and so wonderfully prepared for us today. Today is Confirmation Sunday. The confirmands are here in the front row uh, and they are ready and prepared. And today is one of my most favorite days in the church here, obviously because they get to get confirmed, but uh, perhaps my favorite part of this day is the part where they're going to go up to the lectern individually, and they are going to, they have prepared essays, uh, and the title of those essays are, What Does My Faith in Jesus Mean to Me? And they are going to tell you in their own words what their faith in Jesus means to them, and I know that they're kind of nervous about it, um, and that is certainly understandable, so I pray uh, and encourage you that um, now and as the bell rings. Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater, your announcer for this, the day of Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Slatton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the lay minister, Bruce Slatton, and the organist is Mrs. Susan Seninger. Today's order of service can be found at www.trinity1874.com. My encouragement to you th- this morning is that, uh, that you would, Stones Prairie, if you haven't started to, to pray for them yet, that you would start doing that now. May God bless us as we worship uh, together. And especially as they are up here um, reading their essays, I pray that each of you would just say a special prayer for each of them, that the Lord and His Holy Spirit would give them the confidence and the joy in their hearts to proclaim what they know to be true, uh, to be true about their Lord Jesus. Uh, Please stand this morning, stay right where you are, and let's greet each other. Just wave to the people that are around you and say hi this morning. let's begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this day. Truly, Lord, this very special day is the day that you have made, and by your Holy Spirit, may we rejoice and be glad in it. We ask, Lord, that as we worship you now, that you would give us a zeal for your house of worship. And Lord, truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand. Oh, I always forget. Be seated. <laughs> every Sunday, every Sunday, it's going to take me like six months. And then, we'll and then it'll, it'll be over. No, choir, please.
We begin this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We sing our opening hymn, O Day of Rest and Gladness. It's number 906. We'll sing verses 1 and 2. Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful. O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom have you made them all. These all look to you. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you send forth your Spirit, they are created. Glory be to the Father, and 
to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful. Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, on this day you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us in our day by the same Spirit to have a right understanding in all things and evermore to rejoice in his holy consolation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading for this, this morning comes from Numbers chapter 11, beginning at the 24th verse. Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him, and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the seventy elders. And as soon as the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did not continue doing it. Now two men remained in the camp, one named Eldad and the other named Medad, and the spirit rested on them. They were among those registered, but they had not gone out to the tent, and so they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the assistant of Moses from his youth, said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would put his spirit on them. And Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. This is the word of our Lord. 
I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. With the heart one believes and is justified.
Our second reading comes from Acts chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues that the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in his own native tongue? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mocked, said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the seventh chapter. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said, now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. We sing the hymn of the day, which is Amazing Grace. It's number 744. We'll sing verses 1 through 5.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I chose Amazing Grace as the hymn of the day today because it really fits well with the theme for today. To be sure, this is a great day for you guys, for you and your family. You are getting confirmed. You are going to be able to answer for yourself the exact same questions that your congregational family, whether it was here or elsewhere, that your congregational family answered on your behalf when you were baptized. In your own words, in just a moment, as I said, my favorite part, in your own words, you will tell us what your faith in Jesus means to you. You will partake in God's body and blood and so join the host of heaven in doing that very thing. And that is why I I picked out this hymn, Amazing Grace, for you. Now, to be sure, Amazing Grace is what you might call an oldie moldy. It's been around for generations. And generation upon generation have sung it as a reminder of how they have been saved by grace alone. And I want you to take a look around at the people who are here today. So go ahead, take a look. They are all here today to celebrate with you, to celebrate for you. Today you really begin to understand that you are and have been since your baptism a part of of the body of Christ. Generation upon generation upon generation of those who have received the amazing grace that has saved, yes, even wretches like us. This grace is for you. This grace is always for you. This grace will always be for you. And your church family will be here to tell you this again and again and again. To love you and to encourage you. You are a part of the body of Christ, a new generation of believers in Jesus. And you have no idea the joy that that brings to me, the the joy that that brings to everyone here. There is a new generation of believers in Jesus. This is to be celebrated. This is to be announced that this is to be proclaimed to everyone because it is just another reminder of the faithful promises of our Heavenly Father. And so I'm going to go down the line, and each of you, I asked you to pick out a confirmation verse that was important to you, a verse from Scripture that meant something to you, hopefully something that you will remember each day of your life. And so, Michael, we're going to start with you. Michael's verse, For God so loved the world, from John 3, 16, you you see it there on his banner. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The main thing, Michael, our prayer for you this morning is that you keep the main thing, the main thing. May you always be encouraged by this verse. May you always be encouraged. May joy fill your heart as it speaks the truth of the gospel to you. 
that no matter what you go through on this side of heaven, that your main thing is still the main thing for you. Today, this day, where you sit, you are with the Lord in paradise. Today, Michael, you have everlasting life. Next up is his sister Natalie, who looks thrilled to be sitting by her brother, but by the way. From Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 22, that says, My son, daughter, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to a man's whole body. Natalie, the word of, of the Lord, as you know, and as we have talked about, never comes back empty. It always accomplishes the purpose for which God sent it. The word, Natalie, was sent to you and given to you when you became a baptized child of the Heavenly Father. The Word gives life. Jesus himself said so. He said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now, that doesn't mean that you'll get everything that you asked for, and you know that. But you also know that it does mean that all life, that the life that Christ has given you is full of the blessings of the kingdom of God. A life that is full of mercy for you, grace for you, forgiveness for you, and love for you from the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ. Natalie, He has come and has given you life, and you shall have it to the full. Next up is Gabby. Gabby selected for her verse, Romans 13, verse 8, which is in the back over there on her banner. Romans 13.8 says, Romans 13.8 says, Let no debt remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another, for he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. This is a great encouragement to be sure, but this is hard. It's hard because we're sinful creatures that don't always love the way that we should. In talking about love, many people will point to the famous love chapter in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 as the model of what we should do when we are trying to love. And those people that look to that chapter for that model of love aren't wrong necessarily because to love patiently and kindly and to have a love that does not envy or boast would all be amazing things to have and to be able to do perfectly, regularly. But we can't. And we certainly cannot love our our neighbor without Christ to help us. So, Gabby, yes, love your neighbor. But remember that you are loved with a perfect love. And when you fail to love as you should, the love of Christ for you will never fail. It will never leave you. It will never run out on you. Gabby, you are a child of God, loved eternally by the Father. Next is Danica. Danica's is over there. Exodus 15, verse 2 was the verse that she picked. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise Him. My Father's God and I will exalt Him. Danica, this verse reminded me of Thomas's exclamation when he finally realized that Jesus is who he says that he is. You will remember, because we've discussed it, that Thomas puts his fingers into Jesus' sides. He puts his fingers into his hands. Do you remember? Puts his fingers in his hand, okay? And says, my Lord and my God. 
And so, Danica, my encouragement, my prayer for you this morning is that may these words of truth never leave your lips. For contained in these words is the confession that saves you, the confession that brings life, the confession of the name that is above every name. It is the name of Jesus, whose name means, as you know, the Lord saves. And so, Danica, may this confession that Jesus is Lord and God, your Lord and your God, Never depart from your mouth or your heart, for there is no other name by which we are saved. McKenna is next. Her banner is over there. John 15, verse 5. I am the vine, Jesus says. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. McKenna, this is also the main thing although perhaps said a little bit more subtle. You see, apart from Christ, you or anyone else cannot expect to do good things. Good things for your parents or your family or your friends or anyone. Because as you know, we are dead to sin. And as we talked about, dead people can't do anything. You'll also remember why the third article of the Apostles' Creed is so important. I cannot by my own reason or strength, it says, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel and enlightened me with his gifts. McKenna, apart from Jesus, you and everyone else, well, we are still dead in our sins. But you are baptized. You are united with him through the water and the word. And you are alive this day and every day to God in Christ Jesus. You are created to do good works, to be sure, but most especially to receive from God new life each day in Christ Jesus. Finally, Lisette. Lisette picked an Old Testament verse, Kindred Spirits. My verse is also from the Old Testament. She picked first. Chronicles chapter 16, verse 31, it says it on her banner back there. It says, let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. And why do the heavens rejoice? Why can the earth be glad? Because the Lord reigns. Because the Lord is Lord. Because the Lord has the ultimate authority in heaven above and the earth below. When we were going through your final and even before that, during our class, we talked about a story that really describes Jesus' authority so well. We talked about the time in which Jesus was asleep in the boat with his disciples. And as he is asleep in the boat, this great storm comes upon their boat and the waves are crashing into the boat. Water is beginning to go into the boat and the boat is beginning to sink and Jesus sleeps. He sleeps. And the disciples finally go to him and say, Lord, don't you care that we are drowning? And Jesus is not worried. Jesus is not worried because he has authority over the wind and the waves. Jesus is not afraid also because he knows that he's not going to die in a boat. He's going to die on the cross. And so, Lisette, my prayer for you is that this verse, as you take it with you from this day forward, that this, that this verse would be a reminder to you of the authority of Jesus in your life. 
that he has created you, that God the Father has created you, that God the Son has redeemed you, and that God the Holy Spirit has sanctified you to be his own. And the authority of Christ of God in your life means, too, that as a baptized child of God, that you are united with him in his death, united with him in his resurrection. And you today, just like everyone that is seated up, appear all of the faithful out among us today that you live and you sit there, and as you sit there, you live in eternity in heaven with God today. And so I picked Amazing Grace as your hymn of the day. As I said, it's an oldie moldy. But there's a reason why it's an oldie, perhaps not so moldy. The reason is because of the hope that the hymn gives. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved even a wretch like me, like you, like them. We were lost once, but have been found. Blind to the truth about Christ, but now by His Spirit we see. And no matter how much time that God has ordained for you to live on this side of heaven, that amazing grace will follow you each day of your life. Never forget that the cross and the empty tomb are the authority in your life. That Jesus, as Michael's verse verse says, That God did so love the world that he gave his one and only son for you. So that you would live, so that you would not perish, so that you would have everlasting life. Interestingly, you've probably never thought about your confirmation day in this way, but I want to try to flip the script a little bit for you because it's true. All of you and your families are so very happy for you, and we we are all so very happy for you. But as I said at the beginning of this message, this congregation is thrilled because a new generation of believers continues. I always do this every time. We are proud of you, and we love you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And so let's hear from you now. So we're going to begin with our essays. What does my faith in Jesus mean to me? Michael is the first one. So Michael, come on up and tell us. My sense to the cross. He paid the price in full so that I don't have to one day. It's amazing to me that 
the God of the universe loves me so much. I did nothing to earn this wonderful gift. Mark 16.16 says, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. I was baptized and I believe. I am not my own person. Being a Christian means that I don't have to that I don't just belong to myself and my parents. I belong to God because I am his creation. I became a child of Christ the day I was baptized. He didn't create me to live selfishly and waste my life. He created me to worship him, love him, and lead others to the one true faith. I know that I need to live a life that honors God so that others will want to meet him too. Having my faith in Jesus means that I know that God loves me and will guide me if I, if I ask him to. He watches over me and cares about me what, and cares about what happens to me. Jeremiah 29:11 says, "For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future." That means I don't have to worry about my life because God has it all planned for me. That doesn't mean I can sit around and do nothing. I have to I have to do my part. For example, I must get a good education so that I can grow up and provide for the family that I will have one day. I I will have that I will have in the future. But again, I don't need to worry. God has a plan. I can count on Jesus to be there for me always. That means that I need to pray and talk to him about what is bothering me and any decisions I need to make. I also need to pray for others because because God answers prayers. It is wonderful knowing that I never really I am never really alone. God is just a prayer way and it's amazing to think he really wants to hear from me. Natalie, you are up to bat. To me, faith means to believe without seeing. As mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, now faith is, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I have faith in Jesus by believing that his story and promises are for me, that his faith brings me closer to him spiritually. Believing his promises wholeheartedly brings me closer to heaven and salvation. My faith in Jesus has helped me through trying times. Believing his promises of salvation has helped me keep my head held high through some of the most difficult of situations. Having faith in Jesus helped me through my dad's deployments. Having the faith to turn to for comfort gave me the strength I needed to help my mom in the ways that she needed. My verse is Proverbs 4, chapters 20, verses 20 through 22. This verse really resonated with me. As I've mentioned before, my faith helped me through trying times, which is what faith is for, having faith to lean on through the bad times and to trust during the good times is what it is for.
Confirmation is important to me for the same reason. Being confirmed will bring me closer to God. I will be stronger in and with him. I chose to be confirmed even though I'm a little late to the game. Being confirmed at all is important to me because of the role that faith has played in my life. Very much, Natalie, Gabby, please. What my faith in Jesus means to me is that Jesus is the key to eternal life with God. Christian faith is the confession that Jesus Christ is the only Savior and Redeemer. His death and his resurrection has saved me from my sins and has granted me eternal life in the kingdom of God. As God's creation, we are with many faults. Even though we try to follow his commandments, we will never succeed. That is why it is crucial that my faith in Jesus is unwavering. As my faith in Jesus grows, our relationship becomes stronger, which makes me want to know more and become closer to him. I can now do this by partaking in the sacrament, which further binds me to Christ to take and eat and drink in remembrance of him each Sunday. With his body and blood, we are reminded that we are freed from the guilt, the punishment, and the power of sin, and we are saved eternally through Jesus Christ. Baptism gives these blessings to all who believe in God's saving promises. Baptism is not just water. It is water combined with God's word and command. It cleanses us, cleanses us from all, all from sin and rescues us from death and Satan. My verse is Romans 13, verse 8. I chose this verse because with everything that has happened with COVID-19 and the quarantine, people are still loving and following God's word. We are scared, but we listen or read his word, and we find comfort and love, even trust. We need to remember that God will always love us, no matter our choices and flaws. Thank you very much, Gabby. Danica, please. What does my faith in Jesus mean to me? It took me a while to answer this question. Is my faith more than just reading the Bible and going to church? Of course it is. My faith does not just consist of reading the Bible and going to church, although that is a part of it. My faith is also about getting baptized, receiving communion, and praying. But why are those things important to me? First of all, baptism is a major part of my faith. Although baptism isn't something that everyone has experienced, I have. Baptism works forgiveness of sins, rescues us from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation. Baptism gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. When we are baptized, our old sinful self dies, and we are born again as children of God. No matter what age, young or old, there is never a wrong time to be baptized. Second, communion plays an important role in my faith. In communion, the bread and wine are Jesus' body and blood. They aren't symbols of his body and blood, and they aren't metaphors either. When Jesus tells us that the bread and wine are his body and blood, we believe it. So why do we receive his body and blood? When given to us, our sins are forgiven. Prayer is also very important to me, especially the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is the prayer that Jesus taught to his disciples. It is very helpful if you don't quite know what to say in your prayer, because it sums everything up. In any time or any place, prayer can help, 
There is never a wrong time to pray. These things are all very important to me and will remain important to me as I continue to grow in Christian faith. Baptism, communion, and prayer all play a role in my life. I know that I have been brought up with the knowledge of Jesus. As I grow older, these things will remain important to me and my faith. Please. My faith in Jesus started with my baptism. At my baptism, God made me a part of his family. My sponsors and parents spoke for me because I was a baby. Through the water and word, God blessed me with faith and spiritual gifts. Baptism is a sacrament, which means God is divinely present, and it is his work, not ours. The other sacrament that offers forgiveness is the Lord's Supper, or Holy Communion. During Holy Communion, his body and blood is truly present in the form of bread and wine. Jesus told us to do this in remembrance of me. In communion, we confess our sins, and he forgives them. We remember that Jesus died and rose again to save us from our sins. When we are communing with each other, God strengthens our faith. Another way that God strengthens faith is by giving us his word. God speaks to us through the Bible. This is why it is important to read and hear it. When we hear his word, it helps us to know him better and to learn his will for our lives. We can trust that what he says is true. He'll always be with us. I chose my confirmation verse, John 15, verse 5, which says, Jesus said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I am him, it is he who bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. This verse reminds me that I am connected to Jesus and that I need him in my life. I am a sinner and need Jesus' forgiveness daily. I am choosing to be confirmed in the faith that was started with my baptism. I am able to speak for myself now, and I believe in the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, the only means to forgiveness of my sin and eternal life. Thank you, McKenna. Lisette, you're up. What does my faith in God mean to me? Since I was little, I remember God was constantly in my life. My parents taught me about God. The very first story my mom told me was about Noah and a flood. When I was just a day and a half old and staying in a NICU, she taught me how God's grace saves us even through hard times. Our family participates in the Sabbath weekly. We also celebrate church holidays and Passover. My family and I also find ways to bring the word of God into our everyday lives, and we try to follow the, the commandments the best we can. I went to Trinity Lutheran School when I was in second grade. After being homeschooled with a Christian as education, we were taught to pray for others 
who are going through hard times and how to love each other as we love ourselves. We are taught the word of God daily. I grew up knowing a lot of people who believed in God. I would go to church sometimes with other families and I knew several other people who shared my faith. In the summers, I went to a summer camp at our school and went to community events like church. My confirmation is the beginning of my adulthood in my faith. It's now, it's now my responsibility to follow, explore, and cherish these beliefs. My faith in God means that I am part of a larger community and that I am never alone because I always have brothers and sisters in Christ, even those I haven't met yet. Thank you very much, Lisette. Take a collective breath. <sighs> that part's done. Okay. Uh, I invite Michael to come forward with his mom and dad, please. We will be following the rite of confirmation. You can follow along in your hymnal. That's on page 272. Michael, you can stand right here, and uh, parents on either side of you would be great. So again, we're on page 272 with the rite of confirmation. Beloved in the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ said to his apostles, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded to you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You have been baptized and catechized in the Christian faith according to our Lord's bidding. Jesus said, whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Lift up your hearts, therefore, to the God of all grace, and joyfully, Michael, give answer to what I now ask you in the name of the Lord. And so, Michael, do you this day in the presence of God and of this congregation acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism? Do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you
Do you hold all of the prophetic and, and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired Word of God? Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran Church drawn from the scriptures as you have learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? Do you intend to hear the Word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? Do you intend to live according to the Word of God and in faith, word, and deed to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? Michael, we rejoice with thankful hearts as you have been baptized and have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and been absolved of your sins. As you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his blessed sacrament, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, Michael, I I ask you to kneel. You can give your hymnal to your mom or your dad. Michael, the almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. As we said, your confirmation verse is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And Michael, you may rise. Congratulations, you can give a hug to your mom and your dad. And this is for you. You may go back and be seated. And you guys stay, because you've got one more. Natalie, come on up. Natalie, you have been baptized and catechized in the Christian faith according to our Lord's bidding. Jesus said, whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Lift up your hearts, therefore, to the God of all grace, and joyfully give answer to what I now ask you in the name of the Lord. Natalie, do you this day in the presence of God and of this congregation acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism? Do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? believe in the Holy Spirit. And Natalie, do you hold all of the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired word of God? Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran church drawn from the, drawn from the scriptures as you, as you have learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? Do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? 
Do you intend to live according to the Word of God and in faith, word and deed, to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? We rejoice with thankful hearts that you have been baptized and have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and been absolved of your sins. As you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his blessed sacrament, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So now you can give your hymnal to the parents there, and I ask you to kneel. Natalie, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Natalie, your verse is Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 22. My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Please rise and give a hug to your parents. And the Hessmans are done. Oh, here you go. I just forgot. Uh, Gabby, I ask you to please come forward with your mom. And yeah, make sure that you have, you're going to need your Gabby, you have been baptized and catechized in the Christian faith according to our Lord's bidding. Jesus said, whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Lift up your hearts, therefore, to the God of all grace and joyfully give answer to what I ask you now in the name of the Lord. Do you this day in the presence of God and of this congregation acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism? Do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? Gabby, do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you hold all of the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired word of God? Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran church drawn from the scriptures as you have learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? Do you intend to hear the Word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? Do you intend to live according to the Word of God and in faith, word, and deed to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? We rejoice with thankful hearts that you have been baptized and have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and been absolved of your sins. 
As you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his blessed sacrament, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'll ask you to kneel and you can give that to your mom. Gabby, the almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Gabby, your verse is Romans chapter 3, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 13, verse 8. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another, for he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. And you may stand and give your mom a hug. And you may go back and sit. Oh, you get, get that too. And Danica, will you please come forward with your parents? Danica, you have been baptized and catechized in the Christian faith according to our Lord's bidding. Jesus said, whoever confesses me before men, I will confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Lift up your heart, therefore, to the God of all grace, and joyfully give answer to what I ask you now in the name of the Lord. Danica, do you this day, in the presence of God and of this congregation, acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism? Do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired word of God? Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran church drawn from the scriptures as you have learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? Do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? Do you intend to live according to the word of God and in faith, word, and deed, to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death. Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? Danica, we rejoice with thankful hearts that you have been baptized and have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and been absolved of your sins. As you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his blessed sacrament, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Danica, I'll ask you to kneel. Danica, the 
Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. And your verse is from Exodus chapter 15, verse 2. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. And you may stand and give a hug to your parents. And you can go back and have a seat, please. Oh, And, McKenna, if you would come forward with your parents, please. McKenna, you have been baptized and catechized in the Christian faith according to our Lord's bidding. Jesus said, whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Lift up your hearts, therefore, to the God of all grace, and joyfully give answer to what I now ask you in the name of the Lord. McKenna, do you this day, in the presence of God and of this congregation, acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism? Do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired word of God? Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran Church drawn from the scriptures as you have learned it to know as you have learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? Do you intend to hear the Word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? Do you intend to live according to the Word of God and in faith, word, and deed to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession in church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? McKenna, we... Rejoice with thankful hearts that you have been baptized and have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and been absolved of your sins as you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his blessed sacrament. He who, he, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please kneel and hand your hymnal to one of your parents. McKenna, the... Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. And the verse that you selected as your verse is John 15, verse 5. You've got to stay, you stay kneeled. There you go. It doesn't work unless you stay kneeled. I mean. <laughs> Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. 
Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, if you would please stand and give your parents a hug. And you may go back and have a seat. And Lisette, if you would uh, come forward with your parents, please. Lisette, you have been baptized and catechized in the Christian faith according to our Lord's bidding. Jesus said, whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Lift up your heart, lift up your heart therefore, to the God of all grace and joyfully give answer to what I now ask you in the name of the Lord. Lisette, do you this day in the presence of God and of this congregation acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism? Do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired Word of God? Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran Church drawn from the scriptures as you have learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? Do you intend to hear the Word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? Do you intend to live according to the Word of God and in faith, word, and deed to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? Lisette, we rejoice with thankful heart that you have been baptized and have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and been absolved of your sins. As you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his blessed sacrament, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I ask you to kneel. Lisette, the... Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthening you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. And let's set your verses from 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 31. Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. And I'll ask you to stand and give your parents a hug as you... Here's your certificate, and you may go back and have a seat.
I'd ask the congregation to stand, please. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for your great goodness in bringing these, your sons and daughters, to the knowledge of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and giving them both with the heart to believe and with the mouth to confess his saving name. Grant that, bringing forth the fruits of faith, they may continue steadfast and victorious to the day when all who have fought the good fight of faith shall receive the crown of righteousness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Almighty and most merciful Father, in the waters of holy baptism, you have united your children in the suffering and death of your Son, Jesus Christ, cleansing them by his blood. Renew in them the gift of your Holy Spirit, that they may live in daily contrition and repentance with the faith that ever clings to their Savior. Deliver them from the power of Satan and preserve them from false and dangerous doctrines, that they may remain faithful in hearing Christ's word and receiving his body and blood. By the Lord's Supper, strengthen them to believe that no one can make satisfaction for sin but Christ alone. Enable them to find joy and comfort only in him, learning from this sacrament to love you and their neighbor and to bear their cross with patience and joy until the day of the resurrection of their bodies to life immortal. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I'd ask the confirmants to stand, please, and turn around. And so, family of God, it is my joy and privilege to introduce to you the Confirmation Class of 2020 of Trinity Lutheran Church. Will you please welcome them? You may be seated. Everyone may be seated. Just kidding. Stand back up. This seems to be a theme. And so now we will confess as a church family the words of our Christian faith using the Apostles' Creed that is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of the last Amen. Now you may be seated. At this time, uh, we would normally uh, pass the basket down the aisles to collect our tithes and offerings, but during this season, the offering basket is found in the back of, of the sanctuary in the narthex there. If you have not already dropped that off, you may do so after the service today. Uh, there are now four ways that you are able to give your offering and your tithe to our church. 
The first way is, uh, if you are here today, is to, of course, drop it off in the offering basket. The second way is to go to the website, that is trinity1874.com. There is a donate button in the upper right corner, uh, and all that you have to do is click on that and follow the directions. Uh, the next way is to uh, drop off your offering or your tithe into the basket, that is uh, in the north breezeway where the, uh, where the offices during the regular office hours, and then the last way is you may mail your offering in to the church office, uh, and so those are the ways that we are able to do that. Please stand for the operatory. Create in me a Pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and giving us this time to worship you. As the beautiful sunrise this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Remind us this week that it is only because of the Holy Spirit that we are brought to faith, a faith that compels us to love others. Give us the courage to do so. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who are undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery, those who find themselves confined to their homes for whatever reason. We lift up all of those on our health list, Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Ethel, Joan, Steve, Becky, Bob Curtitt, Bob Dodson, Bob Yelenek, Gary Degan, Emma Conklin, Wayne, Rosemarie, John Alexander, John Eden, Debbie, Mary, Lisa, Catherine, Joe, Judy, Louise, Dana, Little Sutton Grace, Norma, Florine, Sherry, Fawn, Hunter Gaddy, Marilyn Stewart, all of those, Lord, as well as those we now name to you in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer and sustainer of life. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely. Use the trials and challenges they face to grow closer to you. Give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military. Think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel as they answer the call for help. Father, we pray that you will watch over them, protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy, 
We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally, in our state, and in our local communities. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Help them make decisions during these days that are good for the good of all your people. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. A prayer for birthdays being celebrated. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the many blessings that you have given to your servant, Marilyn Stewart, who is celebrating 82 years of life. Father, we give you thanks especially for bestowing on her length of days in this present life. Grant that she may always know your loving kindness, abide in the confession of your name, and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. May the celebration of her birth be a celebration of life both now and the life yet to come. Lord, in your mercy. A prayer for anniversaries and the celebration of Christian marriage. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with the presence of your Son at the marriage feast at Cana in Galilee, and even now continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have bestowed upon Charles and Brenda Kruger, who are celebrating 47 years of marriage, as well as Harold and Marjean Clanton, who will be celebrating 45 years together, and Jeff and Marsha Perrigan, celebrating 35 years of marriage. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength, refuge, and life as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we honor you by many names, and today we pray to you as the Lord and giver of life. We pray for all those who mourn the loss of a loved one. We lift up Jerry and Gloria Kruger and their families as they mourn the loss of their granddaughter, Ashley. We also think of Ellie Holly and Laura Verms who mourn the loss of their brother, Irvin, as well as the family of Kelsey Conrad who passed away this week. Lord, we give you thanks for keeping your promise of receiving into your heavenly kingdom all who believe in salvation through faith. Gracious Father, it is at these times that we ask you to give those who grieve an extra measure of your grace and love. Be with all who mourn and comfort them with the assurance that all believers will one day be with you and all the saints as we spend eternity in heaven, where there is no more pain, loneliness, or despair. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, we offer up a special prayer for this congregation of yours. As you continue to bless us, keep us focused on what's most important in our lives. Give us all a fuller measure of faith in the promise of your word. Grant that we may live trustingly one day at a time, knowing that you will not fail us, that you are always in control of all things. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is
It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who, out of love for his fallen creation, humbled himself by taking on the form of a servant, becoming obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. Risen from the dead, he has freed us from eternal death and given us life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communing, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sins and the strengthening of my faith in life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
first of our distribution hymns today is number 605 in the Lutheran service book. Father welcomes, that's number 605.
Denver Distribution Hymns. It's number 643 in the Lutheran Service Book, sent forth by God's blessing.
Now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. O give thanks, o give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us to the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. We sing our closing hymn, O Day of Rest and Gladness, the last two verses, that is number 906. We'll sing verses 3 through 4. Just a few announcements before we close with worship today. Uh, first of all, that this weekend is and er, is and was a very big weekend. Last night was Trinity's eighth grade graduation. We say can, we say congratulations to Danica, Michael, Lissette, McKenna, and Ruby. Uh, they are all here with us today. And as is the 
tradition, we have their banner and altar flowers displayed today. And as you all know, today is Confirmation Sunday as well. We pray God's continued blessings upon the graduates and the confirmands and their families uh, this day and each day. Uh, the next announcement is that the LWML June meeting is on June the 4th at 1.30 in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, the Friends in Christ group, you are invited today for a drive-by parade to celebrate Marilyn Stewart's birthday at Oak Point in Monette uh, this day, today. Uh, we will meet at 2 p.m. in the parking lot at Price Cutters in Monette. There will be a card shower, so cards are welcome. Also, you are welcome to decorate your cars in the front and on the passenger side with signs, balloons, etc., however it is that you see fit. That's at 2 o'clock today. Um, if you are unable to make it to church, please tune in to the radio broadcast, the live stream podcast, or the new Facebook page each Sunday morning at 10. And then beginning tomorrow on Monday, the church office will once again be opened to the public. Um, I no longer have to bring my keys with me every time that I leave the door. So I'm really excited about that. Probably more excited than all of you are, but okay. Um, so the beginning tomorrow, Monday, the church office is open to the public. I want to say a word of congratulations once again to the confirmands and, their, and your families. You guys did great. We are proud of you. We love you, and we pray God's continued blessings and watchful eye to be upon you. Uh, at this time, I will invite, uh, I believe, Walt Brown. Where is Walt? Uh, to come forward to usher our people out. I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on Christatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious, loving Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. <laughs>